I want to share this morning with you on the topic that was um, given to me and also obviously what is part of this month's, um, what is it, a building block. Let's call it the building block. And uh, this morning, we know the topic for this month of August, which is today is the last Sunday of the month. We talk about build strong, to build strong. Now, a lot of times we as people look at ourselves and, and we don't feel strong. Come on, let's be honest. I don't know about you, but there's times, and I'm not talking about the last couple of months when I broke my foot and I was going through a hard time, but there's times sometimes when you don't feel at it. That's the word, at it. You don't feel okay. You don't feel, you know, that you've got the strength to carry on. It's almost like, I'm not saying you want to give up, but you feel like cheapest, you know. Life is hard. I know for you it's not because you look very smiley and glowy this morning. But life is hard. Life's got challenges. Come on now. You lose family members all around you. You lose people that you know closely all around you. And, and all of these things affect us, me and you. And it, it makes us think about life and think cheapers, you know. I was talking to two ladies outside earlier before the service started this, the, the English service. And I told them, you know what he said? Now, and I'm saying it to you now, now at this age, you look at the things that you have and the things that you desire. And, 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 and surely, I don't know about you, but for me, it's almost like it's got no value anymore. You know, it's almost like what is the, what is the reason for me that I've chased so many years after these things that does not have any eternal value? No eternal value. It's really basic. And I understand. Listen, listen, please, please. Hear my heart. It is good to wear fashion brands. Come on now. Because you want to blend in, right? You want to be part of the fashion industry, right? But, but the other day, this, I don't know what you call it. It's my wife's, is it my wife's niece? Or I don't know if she sneezes or it's a niece, but it's one of the two. But anyway, he came, is it a him? Is it a niece, him? A nephew. Say, thank you. Okay, the niece became a nephew now. Okay. But there was no change. It was the same person, right? Um, so the nephew came into the room and he showed us a, a pair of techies that he bought from a gentleman online. And you know me, the last time I bought techies was probably about, yeah, by foot gear. And what was brands? It was Essex, yeah? Wait a minute. With the gel in the heel, Right? So I, almost like this, you can walk here, nice and fluffy and light. And uh, I paid, I think, six fifty or five hundred. I can't remember the price. It's not, it's not of any value now for this illustration. But he came in with this pair of techies, apparently from England. And I asked him, "How much did you pay for this techies?" He said, three and a half thousand rand." So, <clears throat> so I took the techie. I took the tech, Ashley, and I looked at it and I thought, where's the gold and diamonds in this? Because I can't, I can't understand why people will pay three and a half. And, he said, and this is what he tells me, the truth. He tells me, I'm not preaching now, I'm telling you the truth. Okay. This is what he said. This is what he said. I got it for a bargain because normally it's five. I'm like, sir, foot. I'm like, sir, foot. Nothing like that for me. No, 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 no. I mean, you got it for a bargain for five? Come on, cheapers. I can go to Foot Gear and go buy a couple of pairs of techies for that money. Come on now. But this is what people do. So that's only one option. The other option of us as young people or younger people, I'm, I'm obviously old already, but as younger people, there's certain things that you desire, and there's nothing wrong with it. But don't make that your ultimate goal. Because you see, at the end of the day, I've, I've seen and maybe I hope that all of you here have been to a funeral already before COVID because now we can't go there anymore. But, you know, when you go to, a, uh, when you go to the graveyard and you look at that coffin, it's small. It just fits the person in it. You can put nothing in that coffin. Nothing. Nothing. Well, you can put it in there, but it's going to stay there. You know what I mean? It's not going to, 
it's not going to go anywhere. But you can put nothing in that coffin, and it's, and it's got no value. But yet, when we are younger and we think like the world thinks, then we have this tendency to look at things differently. Whoo, if I can just buy myself a brand new GTI R, the 8 series. That's what my son did. I want, I want, I'm still going to him. I'm going to go slap him. I'm telling you the truth. I'm going to do that. And, I, and, and it's because all of a sudden the GTI has got more value for him as a, as a man than what he had. And I'm thinking to myself, that car does not make the person, right? I, I know it sounds maybe wrong to you, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. Uh, if you take offense now, just afterwards, just forgive me, then we can carry on with life. But the truth is that value of that car means nothing. And you know you're going to pay for five years or whatever years it is to pay it off. Thousands and thousands of rands a month. Now, I'm not saying you mustn't buy a car. I'm not saying you must buy a car. What I'm saying is, you know, don't put too much value on the things of this world. Romans 12.2 tells us that. It says, do not conform to the system of the world, but be ye transformed by renewing your mind. How do we renew the mind? By the word of God. That's the only way. So what I'm saying is, people, we need to understand for us to be able to build strong or to be strong in what we do, there's four things that we have to look at. Firstly, we need to look at our spirit. We need to look at our spirit. Why? Because the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. That's why it's important for us to increase our spiritual growth. How? Well, there's a lot of ways. But firstly, by encouraging or be lift, listen, listening to uplifting music. I know that music is probably one of the things that plays a huge role in our humankind or humans today. Come on, let's be honest. You know what is the thing? When you walk into a business or into a place or wherever there's a song playing in the mall, right? And guess what? I don't know about you, but when you walk out, that song is stuck in your mind, right? It's like, and you're like, what the, what is this? I don't like the song even, but it's in your mind because you heard it. And it's, you know, music influenced people. It's the truth. I mean, look at the rock concerts many years before BC. You know what BC stands for? Before Christ, before I was born again. BC years, I mean, I looked at the concerts and I thought to myself, dear Jesus, I mean, these people go nuts. I mean, they strip themselves of their shirts and other things and, you know, and throw it onto the stage. I don't know why, because the guy can't wear all of those things. But anyway, but this is what people do. And, 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 and the Bible is clear about it. It says, it says, build yourself up. How? By praying in the Holy Spirit. How do you pray in the Spirit? We know. If you have received the Holy Spirit, then you can pray in the Spirit. Right? It's important. Second, soul. Or your mind. I already touched on it, Romans 12, 2. It talks about renewing your mind. Listen, people, let me tell you something. We, we are, all of us, are in war continuously with our mind. Because the mind has got the tendency to, to rob us from the truth. To rob us from God's way, God's plan, God's purpose. Hence, it's very important for us to build up our minds. Well, how? Through the word. Through the word. It's the only way. Because the word of God stands firm forever. If I look at all the things around me, come on people, look at, look at ourselves in the situation that we are in worldwide. More, a little bit more than a year ago. We didn't even know about COVID, even though it was already there in Wuhan's Mohan. I don't know what the Chinese do, but anyway, there was a karate implication there somewhere, I think. But in, in Wuhan, is it Wuhan or Wuhan or Maihan or Wuhan? No, it's not Wuhan. But in the Huns, there was an issue. And it, I don't know if it was bats or rats, but it, something happened. Either they ate it or they didn't eat it or they were supposed to eat it, something, I don't know. But this, and the virus started coming. And all of us, come on, let's be, let's be honest here. If you haven't had COVID yet, I'm praying that you won't get it. 
But I tell you what, you know what is in your mind right now? And this is what we're talking about, building strong. We're talking about the mind. What is in your mind right now? Fear. Why? Because you hear reports and results from people that passes away from the virus. People that's close to you. A lady was sitting, not where you're sitting, next to you. There was a lady sitting, Elise. Some of you know her, some of you don't. Elise was sitting there. When they told me about a week or two ago that Elise passed away, I was shocked. Couldn't believe it. You know, and therefore, there's a lot of other people. When we were in the other, bu in the other building, Chio, that, bu okay, that building there, there was a, there was a couple, um, I think it's Ilse and Louis, Rontgen. I married their son in my friend's garden because they, he got married to a friend of mine's daughter. Um, and I saw him there, and then a couple of weeks ago now, before he went to hospital, I saw him and his wife in the coffee shop. And, and then all of a sudden, I just got news he passed away. So what I'm saying to you people, fear is part and parcel of our lives, especially in the day and age that we are living with. Because all of us, it's almost like you're craving for news, and we all Google. Now, Google is your queen or your king. Because people go to Google for everything. And I'm probably right, but, you know, you, you see so many things on TikTok. Yeah, you think I'm not there? Yay! I will TikTok you now. But you see so many videos and stuff on TikTok. Right? Right? And then you think to yourself, then this doctor, all of a sudden, his doc, I'm calling Pukuluk. I don't know who that is, but that's not his surname. So Dr. Pukuluk comes on the, on the TikTok video and tells you about all the things that's wrong about this and all the things that's right about that. And then you think to yourself, all that information that you and I receive brings more confusion than anything else. And then, you know what? Sorry, I must stand back because I'm seeing I'm getting excited here. But you know what? Here's the thing. You know what is the truth, Ashley? He's, the word of God says, you shall know the truth. And what shall happen? And it shall set you free. Listen, listen to me. That's what the word says. Not what the TikTok videos say. Instagram, lose a couple of grams, whatever the grams is. You will know the truth. And that truth that you know will set you free. I want to say it again. You will know the truth. And that truth that you know will set you free. People, there's nothing else that can set you and I free. Nothing. Nothing. The doctors and the specialists and the professors do not have a cure. Yeah, the vaccines and what, what, what. But even that is not a 100% cure. Come on. So nobody's got it. But God... Say, say, say with me, but God, but God knows, he knows, you know, he will give you whatever he needs. I remember in the first service when Pastor Natasha was preaching, she was using the uh, Malachi 3 verse 10, talking about paying your tithe. Now in, a, in one of the translations, you don't have to bring that scripture up, it's fine. But in one of the translations, it says the, the following, it says, bring all your ties listen bring all your ties and that's the next point finances finances you know when when this COVID hit a lot of people lost their jobs a lot of companies closed down you and I we know this I'm not going to go into detail now I mean we if I say we our company uh, send us all a mail to tell us that we're going to have to take a 7% salary cut and everybody was, now, what is the first thing that happened when, when we heard this? We started complaining. Now, it's not you now, it's me, right? Me and, me and my colleagues. Wow, what did they, that's, rah, 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 you know? Sounds like a dog wants to eat his breakfast. And there was nothing that we could do because the company made that point and say, you can choose either 7% cut or we have to start retrenching people. Now, guess what? When we heard the word retrench, we all of a sudden accept, right? But a lot of companies were not so lucky. They, or fortunate, sorry, I don't talk about luck. Luck is when you go to the casino, which I don't do, but anyway. So a lot of companies were not so fortunate and they lost their, they had to close their doors. So I'm saying to you, these are the things that we deal with daily. Come on, all of you, all of you, us, all of you. 
And it's not easy. Because when you hear these things happening to other people, you think, when is it going to get to you? Come on now. Let's be open and honest about it. That's what happens. Unless you've got your own business and you're driving a BMW and you play the drums, then it's a different story. But, but we're not all there, you see? <laughs> we're not there. I don't know about you, but I'm not there. I'm not there. I have to still work. I have to go to work. So in the mornings, I take this boot off and I get into the car and I drive it. And I get to work, I put my boot on and I walk in and I work. Why? Because it's part and parcel of my life. But you know, us, and then we hear these things happening. How people get retrenched, how people's companies close down. And people, listen, this is probably the time where everybody is struggling. But let me tell you something, and again, I'm saying it as I said in the time when we did the offering. Not once, since before even COVID started. But, but what I mean is COVID did not affect me. That's, that's what I actually want to say. COVID did not affect me at all, which I'm very fortunate. And I paid my tithe right through. And this is not boasting. I'm sharing stories with you because finances is part of to build strong. I paid my tithe every single month, timelessly. And I also paid, uh, if I get other monies in, which I did, from the, for whatever reason, then I also paid tithes on that. And I also paid my offering, even though I couldn't come to church. Why am I telling you this? Because your finances must not dictate your outcomes of your success in life. You know, and Pastor Gustav said it a million times from the pulpit, from the time that he started preaching, money is just a tool. We don't, we, but we put value to it. When we look at a hundred rand note and we think, Whew, okay, a tithe of 100 rand note is 10 rand, right? I'll put 10 rand in and I've got 90 rand for a burger. I'm using an example. But people, even when they did the 7% cut on my salary, I paid the tithe on the original amount. You understand? So if my tithe was, I'm using an example, 2,000 rand, which is more, but if it was 2,000, I'm, I'm paying 2,000 rand. And when I did a 7% cut, I didn't pay now one eight or one seven or whatever the 7% was in, in connection with that. No, no, no. I kept on paying the 2000 And then about a month ago, the company came back and they gave us an 8% increase, which in actual technical fact is only a 1% increase because of the 7% they already took. They thought we were clever. Uh, they thought they were clever, but we were cleverer than them. But anyway, you know, it's like the Toyota tougherer, you know, so I'm cleverer than them. So anyway, so what happened is, this is what happened. So I'm saying to you, God will not ever let you down or neglect you. He says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And even in your finances, I know it's a struggle. Let me tell you, I've been there. I've been in it. I've gone through it. I've been there. In your finances, we struggle sometimes, but God will not, never ever leave or forsake you then the last one on the is on relationships and this is where i'm going to start talking to you about this morning uh, uh very briefly um relationships is something that we we sometimes take for granted Ooh, I, I know you don't like to hear this but it's the truth relationships is something that we take for granted and you know when you are missing that relationship or when you really feel that it is it is supposed to be of more value is when you are in a need. When you are in a need. That means you sit in a situation where you need somebody to either pray for you or... or Come on now, people. When you're in a need, then you realize the value of the relationship that you have. When me and my wife had COVID on the 12th of February, um, it was... That was exactly that. The people that brought us food, they would bring the food to our house. And in our driveway, they would stop and take the, the carrier bags and the packets out and put it onto the paving, blow the hood, and then they will go. Then we open the door, and then we go fetch it. Because remember now, we didn't know. We were ignorant about this whole virus thing because we didn't know. I mean, we were sick as dogs, although we didn't bark. But anyway, we were there, you know, in the house. But we didn't know. And then we realized the value that we have in a relationship. My, my, my sister-in-law, I mean, she was like an angel. I'm telling you the truth. And this is things that you don't think about 
But when you're in a situation, then you realize what the value of that relationship is and how much it means to you. The same with our friends. I mean, they used to come. And then sometimes we didn't even ask for anything. They just come and drop some things, you know, things off. And then they blow the hooter. And if, when the garage door opens up, they know that we've heard them. Then they leave. So that there's that distance, social distancing. But that was car distancing as well. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, so relationships. So we're talking about, I want to just quickly share with you a few things and then we're done. So the first thing that I want to talk to you about is, are you a church member? I spoke about it already earlier, but I'm going to elaborate a little bit more. Are you a church member or are you an attendee or an attender? Yeah, the word does exist. I looked that up in a dictionary. So attender or attendee is somebody who comes, but there's no real commitment. That word attendee is the same in the biblical perspective as a guest or a visitor. Now, what does it mean? When you're a guest at a place or a visitor, it means that you're not really committed to that place, right? Because you're just visiting. You're just a guest there. I'm, I'm here. Is there any new people here today? And they put their hands up. Put your hands up. No, that's, you know. But that's what we do as a guest or as a visitor. Why? Because this is what happened. But when you become a member of the church, now all of a sudden you take responsibility for who you are and for the people that's with you. Let me tell you something. The people, and I know most of you probably here as well that heard about it when I went through COVID and even when my foot broke, um, prayed for me. And I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful for people that prayed for me. The day when I broke my foot on the 20th of March, I never thought that I would be able to stand like I'm doing now. I can take the boot off and even stand on my foot. But I'm putting my boot on for the protection of my foot. And my foot has grown. It has attached to the other bones that was broken. Why am I saying this? The, the, the thing is, um, if I am a member of a church, there's benefits for me and for you. There's benefits. Whereas a guest or a visitor doesn't have that benefit. Because I belong. And that's where I talk where I want to start. We need to understand that a church member, all of us here are integrated, meaning we are combined with another to form a whole. We are combined with one another to form a whole, meaning a congregation. That's who we are. That's who we are. And you know, on that point, I, want to, I just want to mention this, and, and I'm saying it out of my heart because of of the love that's in my heart. Don't say to anybody, you will pray for them and you don't. Please, please. If you know you're not going to pray, rather, don't say it. But you know, people, I'm saying it out of my heart. Because sometimes, you know, you get busy. All of us do. But don't make promises that you're going to pray for somebody and you don't. Please don't do it. Rather, don't say it then. Leave it. Just let it go. But... This is just on another point. As a church member, I'm connected to God's eternal temple. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. As a church member, I'm connected. It connects me to God's eternal temple. It says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Now, when I read this, when I read this, the scripture that came to my mind is this. He that lives within you is greater than he that is in the world. Now, listen, I don't know about you, but half past two this morning when I was preparing, yeah, half past two, mm -hmm, with a cup of coffee and the heater was on in the room because cheapest, I think it was minus one there by us. But anyway, the Lord knows, I don't, but... I was sitting there in that small little room and, and, and the following struck me. How much do I really believe that he that lives within me is greater than he that lives in the world? I can confess it, I can speak it, I can pray it, I can declare it, but do I really believe it? That he that dwells within me, he that lives with inside of me is greater than he that's in the world. I'm taking the scripture for granted. Not you, me. I'm taking it for granted. Because the scriptures got so much wisdom, knowledge that we need to be able to keep on going on. Because that's what it's about. People, we don't understand that a lot of times we, we struggle with 
um, what is the word? Help me. Um, now, you won't help me because you don't know what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> the, 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 the challenge that we're sitting with is the following. We as people sometimes have the tendency to just do certain things in a certain way because that's the way we understand it to be. But the only way you're going to overcome it is by simply following, understanding, believing, trusting, having faith in God's Word. It's the only way. I know I've started with the Word in 1986 when I became born again. Before that, I was a Roman Catholic. Please, don't. I'm not budging them. I'm just saying to you where I come from. In 1986, some of you were not even born yet, but it's okay. But in 1986, I, was, I became born again. And since that day up until now, I pray numerous times for God to release a hunger and a thirst within me for His Word. Really, because that's the only that's the only evidence or substance, there's the word. That's the only substance we as people can have to carry on and to keep on going on. That's the only substance. Why? Because when you go through a dry patch, when you end up in the desert, when things are going bad and things are going wrong and you're hearing all these negative things around you, what do you need to do? Renew your mind through the Word of God. Renew your mind continuously. Renew your mind all the time. Take the Word. And if you can't remember, listen, somebody once said to me when I was studying in Seattle theology years ago, 1995, yes. When I was in Seattle in America in 95 to do my pastoral degree, somebody told me there the following. He says, people tend to, people tend to strive for perfection. And it's right. There's nothing wrong with it. But instead, you should actually strive to get direction. Yeah. Because you know what? We're not perfect, right? There was only one man on the face of the earth that was perfect. Even Paul, that we all look up to when we read his when we read his um, stories in Corinthians and wherever the Bible speaks about Paul, even Paul said the following. Listen, he said the following. He said, the things that I want to do, I don't. And the things I don't like doing, I do. And then he carries on. But that I want to leave you with that. So, this guy, this gentleman, he was Professor Wes Pinkham. He was one of my professors at uh, college. And he said the following. He said to us, People strive to, to read the word from cover to cover. And please don't stop. If you do it, if you're one of them, do it. Please don't stop. But he says sometimes we can take a, a verse in the Bible and read it a few times for the day. And then start meditating on it, start pondering, thinking about it, and start speaking and declaring it, proclaiming it over your life, over your situation, over your workplace, over everything around you. There was this African-American, I don't like calling that person that, but that's how they called him in America, an African-American preacher years ago. His name was E.V. Hill. And he preached for three years. Listen to this now. Listen, Ashley, you will not believe, but I'm going to let you believe it now. He preached for three years. Three years. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him will not perish but have everlasting life. John chapter 3 verse 16. But he preached for three years on this portion only for God. <laughs> I was like flabbergasted. Why? Because that's how rich, that's how rich the word is. I mean, we're trying to figure it out even now after all these years that we are born again. I can still not figure it out. But I'm not there to figure the word out. I'm there to believe it. I'm there to have faith in it. I'm there to declare it. I'm there to speak it. I'm there to pray it. I'm there to, to, to lift it up. I'm there. I'm there for the word. Because the word will change you. The word will bring about change. The word will bring direction. The word will lift you up. The word will saturate you. The word will shine a light on your path. The word will be a lamp unto your feet. Come on, people. That's the word. That's what the word will do. That's what the word will help you with. We need to understand it's not about us. It's about God and his word because he's ultimately our creator. He is our father. He's the one who stands in the gap. He's the one who will step into your now. He's the one who will change your circumstances around in a twinkling of an eye. 
But we have to trust God that he is who he says he will be. The most high God. The first and the last. The Alpha and Omega. Come on, that's God. He is able. That's God. He's the God of the impossible. He's the God of the impossible. Jesus, Jesus, help us. Then we look at the next scripture, Ephesians 2, 21 and 22. In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, 22. In whom you also, you, me, are being built, being built. What does it mean, being built? Those of you who are good in the English language, it will tell you that it's a process that's still continuing. Because we are getting built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Oh, man. I tell you what, if we can just grasp the Word of God, even if it's one verse, I tell you it will change your life forever and ever. Because you will find something in that Word that is just out of this. It's not, it's not, we can't understand it. We can't grasp it. It's just God's Word. It's got so much richness in it. And then the last one of that point connects me to God's eternal temple is 1 Timothy 3.15. 1 Timothy 3.15, it says, But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourselves in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and the ground of truth. Now listen to that. The ground of truth. Can I ask that you just change that same scripture to the Amplified Classic, please. Just that one. Now listen. <clears throat> Look at what he says there. It says, which is the church of the living God, the pillar, listen, listen, and stay the proper and support of the truth. So God's church supports us in the truth. It gives us support in the truth. What does it mean? That means you and I many times need support. Like in this time, like in this time, then we need people to pray for us. That is the support that you get. You know, how many times, I mean, most of you are on WhatsApp. But if you go on WhatsApp and you send a message to anybody, you say, hey, please just pray for me. I don't feel well. And, and because sometimes it's not COVID. Let's call him by his name. But Jesus' name is above all names, right? But sometimes it's not COVID. It's just a flu. It's just flu. It's just flu. It's just a, a cold that you have. And, and, and But because of fear that's in the world. Because remember now, where does fear comes from? It comes from he that's in the world. But Jesus is on the inside of you. He that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. And Jesus says, but his name is above all other names. So we need to start taking it up with God and say, Lord, your word is my support. It's a pillar of strength for me to keep holding on in this time that I'm living now. Now let me tell you something. A lot of us, and that's not you now, it's probably the people that's not in the church today. It's not even those that's watching over Facebook. But a lot of times people are just trying to make it by for the week. You know, it's like Monday, ooh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Oh, it's weekend, Lord Jesus, I made it. Honestly. And they jump into the bed and fly off the handle and they just rest for the weekend. And then like today, tomorrow's Monday. Oh, Lord, tomorrow's Monday, Tuesday. And that's how they carry on their lives. But you know, I don't want to repeat what Pastor Natasha said earlier, but she made a valid point. When last did you speak to anybody about Jesus? I'm... I'm don't, don't get offended now, and don't be offended. This is not something to offend you with. I'm asking you a simple question. When last did you speak to somebody about Jesus? When last did you share your testimony with someone? When last did you tell somebody that Jesus saves? In the midst of their situation, he will step in and save them. He will bring about change in their lives. Right. Number two, connected, it connects me to Christ's body. Ephesians 1, 22, with uh, Ephesians chapter 1. There you go. It connects me to Christ's body. 
And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church. People, I'm saying to you now, from personal experience and from, from where I'm at at the moment, I need to be part of this church. And, and the reason is nothing to do with who is the head of the church or what. Yes, it's obviously God. Because God gave Pastor Gustav the mandate to stand as the senior pastor of this church and obviously give direction and all of that for the church. But I need to be part of this church. I cannot but not be part of it. Why? Because I went through all of this stuff over the last couple of months. And I know, as I said, people prayed for me. That's why I can stand here today and testify. I can be a testimony unto you and saying, you know what? I went through all of this stuff. Is fear still part and parcel? Of course it is. Because now you hear the Google comes to you in News 24 and saying, even the people that had two jabs still get COVID. Then you think to yourself, jeepers, you know, when does this thing end? I'm sorry to say to you guys, and I'm not a doomed prophet, please, and I don't want to say something from the pulpit. So off the record, I don't think COVID is going to ever go away. But I've got good news. Jesus is on his way. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jesus is coming. Yeah, he's coming. Right. So it connects me to Christ's body, Ephesians 1, 22 and 23. Can I get 23 up, please? Which is his body, the fullness of him, God, who fills all in all. Then we go to the next scripture, which is um, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. But I want that in the message the message translation, please. The message translation. If you can put that same scripture up, that's from the notes. So I'm staying to my notes here. Please help me. Okay, thank you. He says, what this adds up to then is this. No more lies, no more pretense. Tell your neighbors the truth. In Christ's body, we are all connected to each other. After all, when you lie to others, you end up lying to yourself. But the portion I want to leave with you today is in Christ's body, we are all connected to each other we are connected to the body of christ isn't it amazing you know a lot of times people look at people and say oh i don't want to be connected to them no mm -mm. no man leave the brandy out of it you connect as long as you connect and pray for the people god can turn their lives around god can turn their lives around And then Colossians chapter 2, verse 19. Please, also in the message. Also in the message. I see there's a couple of message scriptures here. Colossians 2, 19, the message. They're completely out of touch with the source of life, Christ. He is the source of life who puts us together in one piece, whose very breath and very blood flow through us. He is the head and we are the body. We can grow up healthy in God only as he nourishes us. Look at that. Isn't that amazing? So God comes and he's giving us nourishment so that we can still stand strong and, and grow in him. And you know what? Many years ago, a lady, I was just born again. In, I think it was 1987. So 1986, I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. So 1987, we went to this lady and um, she said the following, which was shocking to me at that stage and even, if, even still the same today. She said, yeah, I, don't, I don't find the word... Um, uplifting anymore because i've read it from cover to cover a few times and there's nothing more for me in the word that i don't know and at that time i was just born again and you know now me i was like hungry like a wolf you know i'm like reading and lapping all the scriptures up and i'm thinking to myself how can a person ever say that and after all these years that i've been born again up until today i can never say that ever because whenever i read a scripture even though i know it from heart and even if I confessed it, like 2 Timothy 1.7, I know that scripture by heart. Why? Because I had an experience with fear for death. When I was working underground in the gold mines in 1990, I had a fear for death where I thought I'm going to die. So that scripture was my only scripture that I could hold on to. 2 Timothy 1.7. For God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And I confessed and proclaimed and declared that scripture a million times. Now, why am I saying all of this to you? 
It's because we as people sometimes tend to forget that God carries you through all of the difficult times. And you know, when you look back on your own lives right now at this very moment, you know what I'm talking about. There was times in your life when miracles took place. Miracles. I want to just quickly go through it and then I want to share one more story and then I'm done. So the second one, we're not going to go to the other scriptures. Uh, the, sec the third one, sorry, connected to the power of Jesus. John chapter 15 verse 5. John chapter 15, verse 5. That is that connected to the power of Jesus. I'm the vine, you the branches, he abides in me, and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, without me, you can do what? A lot, yeah. But I no, it's not that. It's nothing. Zilts, zippo. Zilts, nothing. Then the last point, number four. We connected to God's family. Romans 8, verse 16. We connected to God's family. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. What a privilege, people. What a privilege to be a child of God. I want to go back and just share two quick stories with you. And then we're done and I'm going to pray. The one is, when we were talking about miracles, I was just while I was talking God reminded me of a situation that I've experienced once many, many years ago. Me and my wife just got married and we were really struggling financially. I know that you don't struggle like that, but or you never have, but it's fine. We, we struggled. I mean, I think we had 100 rand for the whole month of December. We were both teachers in a, in a, in a school. My wife was a principal at the school in Kalsrev and I was a principal of a school in Bodasar. And uh, what happened is... Uh, it was December school holiday. We had a hundred rand. And my wife had these uh, little tan both sides of your arms car. You know what that car is? You can tan both sides of your arms. It's a Uno. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's just a bit of humor. So you put both your arms out. That's how small the car is. And both arms can tan while you're driving. Anyway, so we put some petrol in the car, 50 rand. And uh, we got, got went to Feldruff. My mum stays in Feldruff in, uh, in a little... Um, Retirement village, it's her own home, it's her house where she lives. And she came to visit my younger sister in Cape Town. And um, while she was here, we went down there because we just wanted to get away. It's holiday, yeah, school is closed, and we're sitting now at home, and not our house. We were renting uh, like a, I don't want to call it a granny flat, but it's like a little flatlet in the back of the people's plot. And uh, there was nothing. I mean, we were just married, there was nothing. There was one chair. But it's, I don't know if you can remember these old corduroy, it almost looked like corduroy material chairs. It was a brown one. But that chair was so old that when you go sit in it, somebody must come pull you out because you can't get up. It's too low on the ground. But anyway, so we, were, we went down to Feldriff and my brother-in-law, uh, bless his soul, he passed away. And it wasn't COVID, he just passed away. Anyway, he was, uh, he was a commercial fisherman. So he used to go onto the big boats traveling and uh, catching sardines and he he's got a bucky now a bucky is not a, a bucky it's a, a little boat they call it in the fisherman's language uh, a bucky with a little motor on it and he said well i can come down and i can use it in that time to catch fish and then whatever i catch we split it 50 50 because obviously it's his boat and it's his nets and it's his whatever so we need to put petrol in and then we can split the fish uh what we catch 50 50. So we thought it's a good thing. And so we got the 50 rand. Remember the 50 rand? So we took 10 rand for a bread. At least we can eat something. And then the other money we put petrol into the... Into, you can take the scripture or thank you. The other money we put into the tank for petrol to, to go catch fish. So my wife and I went, you know, very inexperienced. I was with my brother-in-law a couple of times out before I met my wife. Uh, when I came back from Seattle after studying. And... Uh, so I know a little bit about fishing and how it works, but I wasn't, uh, I wasn't experienced, you know. So we went out and came back empty nets yeah, three times in a row. And after the third night, I think we went out the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. That's correct, the three nights. The Friday morning, now, not like the, the ladies here, but my wife got emotional and she started crying. And she said, we've got no more money and we've got hardly enough fuel to get to Cape Town. So we're going to go back to our flat. I said, what do you want to go do there? She said, no, but we can't stay here. We don't have money anymore. I said, that's fine. 
whether we go back to our little little flatlet or whether we stay here, it's the same. We don't have money. We don't have money, so we can't do anything. So the Friday morning, my brother-in-law normally finishes up his week trip on a Friday, then he comes home. And when he got home, he told me, listen, man, tonight we're going to go catch fish. Now, I had a little bit of positivity still in me after three mishaps. And I thought to myself, okay, my wife said, no way. We're not going. I said, we're going. He said, no, we've got no more money. We've, you know, there's no money. Do you understand? I said, I understand, but we're going. So anyway, so we went that Friday night and we went out and came back with about almost a half a ton of fish. And it was a lot of money that time. So the next morning, hmm, I will never forget it. But about four o'clock in the morning, we came back and we got people to help us to they strip the fish out of the nets because it gets hooked by its, um, what do you call it? Yes, fins. And uh, while we were stripping the fish out of the nets, my wife came down with the little car and she saw us. And she started crying even more. And I thought to myself, you cry when we did not have money and you cry when we I want to go out, but now you cry. But that was from happiness, okay? That was not from the fish. But what I wanted to say, in that three days that me and my wife went out alone, this is the miracle. The one day we, we came up the river, it's in the Bath River there by Feldrift, and we were driving up the little boat on the river, and uh, the boat's reverse was stripped. And the net, we cast the net out because the fish were jumping, and if you're a fisherman, you will know what I'm talking about. When you shine the light on the fish, start jumping out of the water. And so a lot of fish were jumping, and so we threw out, we cast out the net. But as we pulled the net up, it got hooked at the bottom by a rock. So it started tearing, and I realized that we're going to tear the whole net to pieces. So what I did is I left the net, and we started to, to drift into the sandbank on the side. And as we got to the sandbank, we, uh, we got our nose in first, right? But now, remember, the reverse gear is stripped of the boat, of the engine, and now we can't get out. So me, clever, not knowing, jumped out of the boat, and as I jumped out, I jumped into mud, complete mud, but up to here. And the, the fear that hit me at that moment, because I felt like I'm going to drown in the mud. Because now I remember, the boat is here. I want to try and push the boat up, but I can't push the boat up because I'm, drown, I'm busy drowning in the mud. And I, and I just, in my mind, I just realized this is, I need to, I need to call on God here because this is, this is it. I mean, I'm, I'm done. Because as I'm, as I'm talking to you now, and as I'm thinking at that time now, I was still sinking more and more and more deeper into the mud. And I realized, this is it, this is, this is over. And my wife, I don't know where she got Samson's um, power from, or strength from. You know Samson? With the long hair? Okay, from the Bible. So she pulled me on the one hand, and I just hear, like that mud closing behind me as I'm coming out. And God saved me that night from drowning in mud. So why am I telling you this from the miracle point of view? Because God is a God of miracles, people. You must never, listen, you and I must never underestimate who God is and what he can do for you. The, the Bible is very clear. Two things and I'm done. Number one, God is able. That's it. Make peace with it. Whether you are able or not, it's fine. God is able. And how is he able to do far more above all, not some things, all things that we can ever ask, we can ever imagine, or we can ever pray? That's God. And then the second thing, he's the God of the impossible. I already shared it with you. Why do I say that? Because God can do the impossible things. You know, I have to be honest with you today, very honest, and that is that a lot of times we are in an impossible situation. I lost my job. This is the last testimony. I told you too, eh? So I lost my job a couple of many, many years ago and uh, was applying for work. Now, I know you've never been in that situation, so it's okay. You can just listen. But I applied for work and I sent my CV from the North Pole to the South Pole, to every company there is on the face of the earth. I'll tell you what, the, my email address that I used was so bombarded with junk mail because of that. I don't understand why. But anyway, so I, I applied for every job I could do. Even the ones I couldn't do, I took a chance. I'm honest. I'm just honest here. 
and uh, nothing. Not even a mailbag, nothing. And the one night I, was, I went to bed and I was a bit down in the dumps. And I said, God, I really need a miracle. Because I need a miracle. I'm, I'm not working. I don't have an income. I need to pay rent. Um, I need to buy food to eat. Come on, people. You know what I'm talking about. If you don't have money, you don't have a tool to be able to do these things. And uh, while I was lying in bed, I fell asleep and I had a dream. And in this dream, I saw flags, you know, going like this in the wind. Vapor. I don't know what English is. It's just blowing in the wind, the flags. Yeah, let's say it like that. And I thought, this is a strange dream, right? I mean, what does a flag got to do with a job? But anyway, I left it at that. The next morning, this is the night I dreamt it. The next morning, I got a call on my phone. Is it you? Yes, it's me. What is you's name? No, it's me. It's me. So he phoned, this guy phoned me, the gentleman. He said to me, listen, man, I, I received your CV and I wanted to phone you a long time ago, but um, he's, this guy had owned a farm in Caledon, near to Caledon. And he said what happened is in this time, a fire broke out on the farm. So him and his brother and all other people went to go and, and, and kill the fire on the farm. I said, okay. He says, but please, I need to see you. Can you come, can you come through today still, 11 o'clock, if it's possible? I said, sure. And I went and I drove with the car, my wife's car, near the car. So I drove with the car down the, the area. He said, uh, I don't know, they, they, I don't think the hotel is still there. It's in, in Somerset West. There was a hotel there on the corner. I can't remember. What's it? Lord Charles. I know it was a Charles, but I don't know if it's Prince Charles or Lord Charles. But anyway, so I was driving down. And as I drove down the path, listen to this, listen. As I was driving down of the car, God spoke to me. Not in an audible voice, but just like this. He said to me, look up. That's all God said, look up. And as I look up, there's all these poles with the flags on it. Hey, man, I tell you what. Listen, I went in there and I got the job. By the way, that's what I want to tell you today, that God is a God who will perform miracles on your behalf. We need to start trusting. Can I ask the worship band to come up and then we're going to just sing one song and then we're done. But listen, God is a God of miracles. God wants to perform a miracle for you. Then you say, for me, yes, for you. I want you to repeat after me. Say, God, desire to perform a miracle on my behalf and my family's behalf. Oh, Jesus, let's give him a praise offering and stand up in this place this morning. Holy are you, Lord. Holy. Holy are you, Lord. Holy. Father, you are holy. There is no one like you, Father. You are the most high God. Father, the people watching on Facebook this morning that has got family members in hospitals, that's got people that are sick. You are the God of miracles. I pray right now. And everybody here in the congregation in agreement and say, Lord, we speak healing over them right now. Lord, Lord, by the stripes of Jesus, healing has come for those people watching. For their family members because you are the god of a miracle father you are the god that performs miracles you are the god that is able to do far more above all we can ever ask pray or imagine and this morning as you are standing and you know who you are and you know that you just has a, had a one call you know what's a one call it's just a little bit deviated from the road traveling with god Maybe you're standing here this morning and say, yo, I went through a hard time and I just, I really, I didn't slip up, but I just lost a little bit of oomph, you know, that fire within me. Just raise your hands. Those people watching on Facebook, just raise your hands right there where you're at. On Facebook even, if you're watching now, there's a lot of hands going up. I want to pray right now, Lord, for the fire of God to be released on the inside. For the fire of God to lift up these people out of that area of concern, out of the area of issues, out of the area of, of where they're at, the circumstances that are faced with, the challenges that they are going through. I want to pray, God, that you will grab a hold of their lives and bring them out and place them on a rock, which is our solid foundation in Jesus' name. Even the people watching, Father, live on Facebook this morning, I pray, Father, for each and every one. Lord, that you will just restore, restore them to the, back to the original faith, original relationship with you, Father, because that is ultimately the goal. 
bring them back father god where they will experience and explore all that you have in store and father people standing here this morning if they have family members or if they have people that they know of maybe colleagues at work maybe people that's close to them friends whoever it may be god and they're going through the sickness or a challenge father as an extension of our arms by faith we pray for them right now lift up your hands lift up your hands lift up your hands father we pray for them right now as an extension of faith lord we bring we pray for release we pray for a breakthrough we pray for healing we pray for financial restoration we pray for relationship restoration we pray god that you will uplift them father that you will do a miracle that you will do a miracle father god because you are the god of miracles that you will do the things that we are not but father god we stand in this morning in awe of who you are and this morning we say lord we can't do it we are not able but you are able to do far more above all we can ever think imagine or pray and this morning father god come and show yourself strong come and show yourself strong father come and show yourself strong come and show yourself strong in the name of jesus that man i don't know the gentleman at the back there with your uh, yeah you know don't look down look at me yes you yes the lord says i must tell you your time has come right now he says even in the midst of the situation that you are faced with even in the challenges that you are going through the lord says i haven't forgotten about you you've always been close to me and therefore i will come and i will saturate you with my presence says the lord the lord says i will take you by your hand just believe my word let my word guide you let my word help you let my word saturate you let my word turn your things around speak my word says the lord over your situation speak my word says the lord over your circumstances and you will see the miracle taking place in jesus name hallelujah 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 jesus oh hallelujah can we can i ask a lady to come and end the service for us this morning can you take that mic i'm supposed to not give this mic. i don't know why maybe because i spit a lot i'm sorry but use that mic she's gonna pray and end the service for us this morning oh but we didn't sing yet just hold on just hold on the lord knows we need to leave in, in, in excitement joy what is the song that you wanted to sing what's it it doesn't matter fast or slow I don't, I fast won't help me with my foot but fast will do it's fine the fast and short one Give life. Yes, you give life, Lord. You are life. Come on, come on, God loves you us. Bring light to the darkness. You give hope. You restore every heart that is broken. Come on, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. our sister to quickly just end the service for us you must have a wonderful week remember god is the god of miracles he is able to do for you far more and above pray for our sister thank you jesus thank you jesus my god thank you for the word that we receive my father thank you for your power thank you for your greatness lord thank you for your word of confidence my father god you are in the midst my god of our darkness father thank you jesus christ my You give us strength for our families, my God. But those in 
receive, Father God. You are faithful, God. You are mighty, my God. Love you, Jesus. And we love you, Father. We love you for your name. Because your name is beautiful. You are our King. We are our Lord, my Father. Bless each and every one, my God. When they go back to their houses. When they go back to their family. When they go back to the workplaces, my God. Let your angels guard them. Let your healing. The healing came over the families my God, my God you are great Lord, you are wonderful, you are our King and you are our Lord Father God, thank you Lord thank you for your word and thank you for your mercy and thank you for your grace Lord, we love you Father God, we love you Jesus and we love you Holy Spirit, Amen Amen